0: Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Who's ever heard of the Greek key? Anybody take art class or whatever? This is a picture of a Greek key. And it's a, it's, it's a pattern from the ancient world. It's very famous, very well known, uh, and, it, and it's a pattern. They're repeating it. They use it in art and decorating, and this is, this is the Greek key. It's just happening over and over and over again. What happens in our lives is we get patterns that end up going the wrong way, and now we're stuck in a bit of a rut. And if we stay in exhausting and draining patterns, it's not too long before we start experiencing fatigue. In other words, you're married. Every time finances comes up, you start arguing. That would be a pattern. You're in a, a rut. You're, you're stuck. Flossing your teeth every morning and every night is a healthy pattern. I, I hope you keep doing it, right? Um, but, but like in dealing with maybe a, a teenager or a child, and you're like, man, my four-year-old is doing the same thing over and over again. We're, we're in a pattern. We're stuck in a Pattern. It's not just happening once. It's happening again and again and again. And what happens is we get draining patterns and routines in our life, and now we are facing it, and we're in the same rut. Now it, it's like I'm, I'm stuck in the mud. I'm climbing uphill. I am e- exhausted. A question I have for you this morning is, do you have healthy patterns in your life? Do you have healthy patterns in your life? And what are the draining patterns? Patterns in your life. You want to look for some of the patterns. When I uh, I in college, I started drinking coffee and I started drinking Dr Pepper, and uh, and and I got addicted to both. I have not given up coffee yet. I don't want to give up coffee. Uh, you know, I I just believe in Jesus and coffee, and so I'm going to hang on to that one. But Dr Pepper, I would go to the. This is when we used to live in Oklahoma, and I would go to the gas station. They have anybody heard of QT? Anybody that, a few, Jay has heard of QT. There we go. So QT is actually an awesome gas station. I know, excited about a gas station. Just try it, okay? It really is, it's, it's an amazing gas station. And I would get a 44-ounce Dr. Pepper every single day. Yeah, that's a lot of sugar and a lot of Dr. Pepper. My sister back there is judging me and shaking her head. And so my wife was like, you got to stop doing that. Like, do you know how much sugar is in that? It's not good for you. You know, chemicals. And my wife's, like, into health stuff. And, and so she's, like, you know, preaching to me. And we, we're we newlyweds, right? And, and so I'm, like, you know, okay, yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop. But now, watch this, I have a pattern in my life. I'm, I'm addicted to it, and I can't stop. And so there'd be days she'd pop it on the office, and she'd be, like, looking to see if I had a Dr. Pepper to, to start preaching to me. And so I would like throw the thing away, but I would wrap it in paper towels first to try to hide it. Yo, my woman went through the trash can and she's like, look, and she goes, I found it, I found it. You know, and I was like, man, you busted me. Like she's she's after me. And, and so what I had to do, I couldn't quit cold turkey. I just couldn't give give it up. I was in a pattern. And so what I did is I switched from Dr. Pepper to Sweet Tea. And then from Sweet Tea... I know, which is not much better, okay? This is the step. From sweet tea, I went from sweet tea to half sweet, half unsweet. And then I went to unsweet with a drop of sweet, and then I went full unsweet, and I lost 30 pounds, like, instantly. Honestly, like, it's crazy, right? And so that, that was, like, a big thing. I know it's not healthy to be, to be drinking Dr. Pepper, like, every single day like that, but I couldn't, I couldn't break it, so what did I do? I introduced a new pattern. Right, So I picked on an easy one. We all can see that. But, but if I'm willing to bet, you have an unhealthy pattern. You're drinking something the enemy is trying to give your mind. You're, you're stuck in an arguing pattern with a friend or family member. Uh, you, you have an unhealthy relationship perhaps in your life. Maybe you have an unhealthy relationship with money or something, and you are stuck in a pattern. Even though you know it's wrong to go there, you can't stop yourself from going there. So what are those patterns, and what can you replace a healthy pattern with? What can you say, What if I can't quit cold turkey, what is it can I do to begin to take a journey toward toward health? Here's another one. I had a professor in college say the greatest need in our campus is sleep. Um, Some of you guys, God bless you, you're just not sleeping well. You're exhausted because you're not sleeping. Listen, if you don't have kids in this building, this is your season. Go to bed in Jesus' name. Honestly, like you are missing out on the greatest blessing in your life, and that is eight hours of sleep. Some of you, you're so funny, you, you know, stay up half the night, and, and I'm like, go to bed, right? Like, go to bed. Look, look what the Bible says about sleep. Proverbs three twenty four. if you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. God wants to give you sweet sleep. Sleep in peace. Psalms 4.8. I both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Psalms 127.2. It is in vain that you rise up early and go to late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Now, all my parents of young kids out there, I know you feel like the Lord has forsaken you. I'm with you. I'm in that boat. Okay, your reward is in heaven. Okay, don't give up. Our season will come again. Uh, But but honestly, some of you are exhausted because you have unhealthy patterns in your life. They actually tell us that we should put the cell phone down 30 minutes before we want to go to bed. And that blue light keeps waking you up. That notification is like, you know, and it it wakes you all up again. So where are the patterns that you can put into your life to help you be more healthy? As believers, why, why does that matter, Pastor Matt? Because as believers, we actually believe that I don't own my own body, but the Lord does. And so stewardship for us, it's, this is an issue of stewardship. It's, it's an issue of me worshiping the Lord and living in a way that pleases him. This, this is 1 Corinthians. He's saying, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You're not your own, for you are bought with a price, which is Jesus on that cross. So glorify God. In your body. Taking care of yourselves is a good thing. What are the patterns in your life that could be draining and what are the patterns that you probably need to put in your life to be more healthy? One of the simple patterns I have in my life is every morning I wake up and I have like a kale smoothie. I cannot stand salad. I have this love-hate relationship with salad, but I load that smoothie with protein powder and kale and all kinds of good stuff and I blend it up and I suck it down and I have it with my coffee. It's a pattern. I'm eating better because of a pattern. You will always do more out of habit than inspiration. Inspiration will wear off, but a habit, woo that's powerful. It takes, they say, on average, 66 days to develop a new habit or pattern. So you got to hang in there a little bit, but if you can put some patterns down now, it will change your life for the good forever. And we're not our own. We belong to the Lord. So if you're tired, what could be the patterns that are being a part of that and what can is what's a healthy habit that I can create to change to change my life. Number two, problem. Y'all gonna like this one. I think a lot of us are in, in this one. We all experience stress. There is no way to have a stress-free life, so I have to empower you to have a relationship with stress, right? And, and when, when stress hits, man, cortisol goes off, adrenaline, woo, you're alive, you can run, you can fight, it's the fight or flight thing, right? Uh, and it take it takes in, it kicks in. Stress is not bad in short terms. It can even be a a high motivator stress in the long term, that can turn into fatigue and exhaustion. I do think a lot of people, including a lot of believers, we live in a state of exhaustion because we're exposed to so much stress and so many stressors. Therefore, I need a relationship with it. I got to look at it differently instead of just trying to always take it on again and again and again. The last couple years for me have been very (laughs) stress-filled, right? Planting a church, that is stressful, right? COVID, stressful, trying to come back up during a pandemic, stressful. I had a lot of stress in my life the last several years. This summer kind of reached a boiling point for me. I think my team had kind of had it with me. I'd had it with myself. I was really stressed out, and I felt the Holy Spirit really spoke to me. It was kind of one of those just like coming to God moments, and I felt the Holy Spirit was like, son, I need you to rest. I need you to relax and I need you to rest, and I need you to trust me because you're driving yourself and everybody around you crazy. Yeah, I know you're stressed, but rest. Look, look at this in the Amplified, 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, worries, and concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Here's the thing about ongoing stress and worry. Listen, if you could have solved the problem, you would have solved it already, right? Like if you, could, if you think about it and you're like, okay, I got the solution, boom, I'd solve it. It's, it's done. Here's the thing, though. If you think about something and you still don't have the solution, you reached out to mentors, you read some blogs, you, you, you watch YouTube, and you're still like, I don't know what to do, okay, which, which happens to us a lot in life. This is an opportunity for worry or it's an opportunity to trust Jesus, and I've learned in my life, I live by a 90 second rule. If I think about it for 90 seconds and I really don't have a solution, okay, and then I can, and I can read books and I can watch videos and I can do these, but if I think about it for 90 seconds and I don't know what to do next and I genuinely don't after some research and studying stuff, I'm gonna be like, well, I can worry about it or I can rest about it, I can trust. Jesus. Your life is better when you begin to trust Jesus. Sometimes God takes the problem away right away. Sometimes you're going to journey through it, but you will rest as you trust. And and this isn't just cute. This is actually biblical. And and if if I can get real practical, if you choose to carry the weight, you're like, God, why is it so heavy? Well, because you're choosing to carry the weight when God is saying, drop the weight and let me have it and just Trust me. There have been so many times on this journey of ministry in the last 17 years where I'm like, I, I'm carrying weight. I don't have the answer. God's like, just drop it. And I tell you what, somehow I would go over the mountain, around the mountain, under the mountain, blow dynamite through the mountain. God will get me through. And I've had to just rest in that being like, God, you have been faithful. Anybody out there this morning, you're just like, God has been faithful. Come on, like he's been faithful. He's been with you. Here we are, 20, getting ready to go into 2022. God has kept us through this whole thing. He is faithful. You can trust him. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. James 1, 2, and 4. I'm going to close with this part with this. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you might be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Could it be that when God allows a problem, he's not trying to mess with me, but he's trying to mature me? You know, we're all like, I don't want problems, but the Bible says count up your joy, because that testing of your faith is going to give you perseverance, it's going to give you strength, it's going to give you greater faith, God's going to use that thing to polish you and mature you and get you ultimately where He wants you to be. I, I'm not going to live a life free of stress, but how I Handle and look at it and perceive stress makes all the difference in the world. I don't want to live under it. I want to give the weight to God and trust them with it. Amen. So here's my question to you on the problem side of things What would happen if you trusted Jesus with the problem you're carrying right now? What would happen? What would it look like? What would it feel like if you trusted Jesus with the problem that you're carrying right now? Pattern problem. I think a lot of people in the modern world, they are wrestling with a problem. This is why you can go to bed, get eight hours of sleep, and wake up exhausted because your mind has been running all night long trying to solve a problem. What does it look like to trust Jesus with the problem? Amen? All right. Next one. You're going to love this one. Pattern, problem, person. Okay. I've said this before, but it's worth saying again. Some of you have heard this before. Some of you this is brand new. Never forget the sailors experienced a storm that was never intended for them because they let Jonah on their boat. Never forget that. They let a Jonah on their boat, somebody that was not supposed to be there, somebody that was running from God. They let him on their boat and they experienced a storm that was never intended for them. Guess what? They lost resources, they lost time, they lost energy, they lost, you know, a mental and emotional peace because they had the wrong person on their boat. Yes, we are called to love everybody, we are called to pray for everybody, we are called to reach out to everybody, but not everybody has to be on my boat. Can I get an amen, my 20-somethings? You need to hear this more than anything else I say today. The wrong person will cost you resources, period. There's just no way around that. And while the sailors were running around trying to keep the boat afloat, Jonah was fast asleep. Do not forget that. How do you know you got the wrong person? You're exhausting, and they don't care, right? They don't care. Relationships are like bank accounts. Both people have to deposit. Both will withdraw in 17 years of marriage. My wife and I have made withdrawals, but we've made more deposits than withdrawals. That's why the marriage can keep going on. Amen. You've got to make more deposits than withdrawals. And so you want to make sure the right people are in my life. Jesus, never forget, had the three, the 12, the 70, and then the multitudes. He had his own circles. You want healthy boundaries. Some of you, you, you don't want to be castle walls with a moat, okay? Uh, that's, you don't want to do that, okay? You don't want your heart so closed off that no one could ever enter and have some great relationships. You also don't want spray-painted lines that you can just walk over, okay? You, you want healthy boundaries. I grew up in the country. The Amish had a saying, and they said, healthy fences make great neighbors. Uh, and, I, and I love that. And what, what do they mean is uh, boundaries, healthy boundaries, where does your property end and where does mine begin? What's what's my responsibility? I've got to own my stuff and you got to own your stuff. When I have great relationships, there is just a real good sense of what's mine and what's what's theirs. What do they what do they got to do? And and church is community. It is full of relationships, right? It's just full of relationships. And most of it is very healthy community. And sometimes it's not. But but I have, I've always been like, where do I? End? Where does that begin? Where do I begin? Where's it? And you're talking healthy relationships, healthy boundaries. If, if you're exhausted, okay, and you're living in a state of exhaustion, sometimes it's good to ask yourself, do I have someone in my life that's creating the exhaustion? Do I have a Jonah on my boat? Am I losing these resources and I'm dumping all this stuff out because I've connected myself to somebody that is costing me a lot? There have been two different times in my life that I, I connected. They were both other ministers, okay? So this is, this is great. And it cost me. They were unhealthy people, okay? I, I wish all pastors were healthy people. Sometimes they're not, okay? Most are. They're wonderful. They're great. South Florida's got a lot of wonderful pastors. Every now and then, there's not a good one, okay? Two times in my life, I connected to the wrong person. And guess what? It cost me in ministry. It cost me mental time, emotional time, financial. It cost me and they didn't care. And I realized I have to come back. Doesn't mean they're unredeemable monsters. It doesn't mean God doesn't have a future for them, but it's unhealthy for me, right? And I've got to learn to follow and get wiser and get better. If you're constantly exhausted, you got to ask yourself, is there a Jonah on my boat? Don't be petty and don't be vindictive, but are you, are you free? Do you have good relationships in your life that are pouring into your life as much as you are pouring in as well? That's a good question to ask. Amen? Hopefully you got something out of that one. Uh, if, if you are exhausted, here's the good news. Psalms 103.5 says that God fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Anything that people take from us, I really believe God can replenish. God has a fresh thing that he wants to do in my life. He's got a fresh plan. He's got a fresh wave of, of his presence. He's got fresh resources. Um, we all need God, right? And if I've lost something from somebody, hey, guess what? God can forgive them. He can forgive you. You can get back up. You can get set up again. God can pour back into your life. But I want to be wise. Do I have right people in my life? Do I have healthy boundaries? That can help me not be exhausted, but really live a replenished life. Last one, pace. Here we go. So, so you've got the pattern, you've got a problem, it could, could be a, a person. And then, and then pace. I think a lot of us, again, in the modern world, this is what's exhausting us. You're in the right place, but you're running at the wrong pace. In other words, the race is good, but the pace is wrong. We are all graced for a certain pace. The pace in my life right now is much slower than it was in my 20s and my early 30s. I used to work 12, 14 hours a day. I don't do that now. Okay, because I want my kids to know their dad. I've got to be around for dinner time and bath time and bedtime. It is a full five hour routine. Don't call me at 5 p.m., I won't answer. I, I love you, my heart's with you. I won't respond because I'm burping a baby, changing another diaper, doing bath time, doing dinner, then making babies dinner. And why am I helping my wife? Because I want to be married for another 17 years, right? And so, Pastor Matt didn't get back with me for a week. That's okay. I love you. But, you know, you might get a raise and move to Boston and get a new job and leave me. I won't find out for two weeks. Oh, yeah, Pastor Matt, I moved to Boston. I love you. That's great. I don't want my wife to leave me, okay? So, like, like I, I have a different pace of ministry right now. If I had to do it all over again, I would have planned it when I was 23. I wasn't very smart, but I had a lot of time and a lot of energy. And that's what you need mostly in in church planning. No, I'm kidding. But, But I've realized I've got to embrace a different pace. I want my kids to grow up and love Jesus and love me. I don't want Jesus to be the reason they never see Dad. See, a lot of people get, get that wrong, right? So I will get back with you. I'll text you. We'll hang out for coffee. We'll go out for lunch. It just might be a week or two, okay? Like, it, it will happen, right? And, 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 I will, and I feel like the biggest responsibility I always have to people is, like, I'm here to feed them the word of God. I've got to make time for that. And then I have the other time that I've got to divide up. And so I've, I've come to peace with my pace. Some of you, you haven't come to peace yet with your pace. And some of you, you're young, you're not married, you got all the time in the world, so go, 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 go for it, go for it, ain't nobody trying to hold you back, okay? But some of you, you have, you're on the right race, you're in the right place, but your pace is all wrong, and there's no grace for your current pace, it's unsustainable. You know, there have been times in my life I worked two jobs, I worked all day, worked all night, I get it, there are times and seasons, but the Christian life, and hear me say this, is a marathon, and there are series of sprints on this marathon, but you can't sprint the whole thing, you won't make it. I, I don't want to minister for two years and then burn out. I, I want to go 30 years. So what is that? That's a marathon. It's, it's, uh, there's times to run, but there's times to walk. And, and here's the cool thing. Crawling in the right direction is still better than running in the wrong direction. And I've just realized I need to embrace my pace. There is grace for my pace. What's my pace? It's got to be sustainable. Ultimately, it's got to be life-giving. It cannot all be life-draining. And so if you're exhausted, I would tell you, a lot of you today, I think a lot of us are in here, what's your pace? Maybe some of you, you're slack and you need to get going, but I'm willing to bet that the majority of us, the vast majority of us in this room, you're running too hard. Your pace is not sustainable. So you're miserable, but you haven't slowed down yet. you got to slow down and you got to stop the, the pace. Here's the thing, if you're too busy to pray, you're too busy. I have no time to connect with God. Well, that's not God's will then. Why would God build a life for you that doesn't include him? Okay, I'm going to stop meddling, but that's really good. Like, like why would God bless a life that, that pushes him out? I'm too busy chasing money. I, can't, I have no time for God. Okay, why would God bless that? Right? You want to include him. You want to include prayer. You want to include time with him. That's what God will put his hand on. I have learned in this season, even though I'm, pace is slower, more is happening. God has rebuilt this church in one year after COVID, and my pace has been much slower, but God's blessing has been greater. As if this whole thing were on me anyway. Wow. As if your whole life and off all of success on your life is on your shoulders anyway. It's not. You're, if you're God's kids, man, God said, I'm going to take care of you. Do you got to work? Of course. But I want a Holy Spirit-led work ethic, not an exhausting work ethic. Most of us were a little bit, probably a little too far. What's, what's the pace? So questions as I close on this one. Are you running at a sustainable pace? Is there grace for your pace? We all have different capacities. We all have different paces. But is there grace on your pace? Is your pace life-giving or is it completely exhausting for you? Okay, pattern, problem, person, pace. Did you get something out of this morning? I hope so. I hope you received. I hope you took some notes. Um, it's good. Let's pray real quick and we'll close. Heavenly Father, we love you. Uh, God, thank you for helping our church be healthier. We actually want to build healthy followers of Jesus. We, We want to be healthy. And God, I realize we cannot live in an exhausted state, nor do I believe is that your will for us. There are times to sprint. But, God, it's got to be sustainable. So, Father, thank you for your blessing. Thank you for taking what we've talked about today, putting it in our heads, in our minds, helping us make the changes that we need to make so that really we can glorify you more, please you more, live live in better stewardship, and, God, live more joy-filled lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing week.